You're listening to American Slacker Podcast with Matt Gertz and Jesse Landers. It was when I was still working the night shift, uh, and I had to work from 12.30 to, I think it was like 9 a.m. Uh, there's a ton of restaurants around here, and like it's a big wine town and wine like uh, culture, so people are always drinking and stuff. And since it's California, there's like a lot of hills, and this I'm, I'm going to work at like 12 a.m. midnight. And I pass, I'm passing by this lady and I'm pulling up to the stop sign because there's a bunch of stop signs on the way up the hill. And I hear like someone calling to me and I'm like, is that lady yelling to me? So I like turn and look over my shoulder while I'm stopped at the stop sign. She's like waving her hand at me like she's in trouble or something. And I'm like, what? I roll down the window. I'm like, are you all right? And she's like, yeah. And she's like super out of breath and clearly like intoxicated. Oh, man. <laughs> and I, and I'm like, are you all right? And she's like, yeah, no, I'm fine. I'm just, I'm exhausted. I live right up the street here, but I, I really, I can't walk any further. Can you bring um, me? No. Person <laughs> well, I do not I, know. What? You... Well, she, she was, she was very intoxicated. Like, okay. Like clearly like, like if she was going to try like if she, she would have had to have been the best actress in, in like the, you never bits, know, man. You know? There's some real yeah, no, good true. con artists out there. Like it happens. True, but you know what? I got my eight hours that night, and I was <laughs> feeling pretty. I was feeling pretty spry. I was like, I could take on a drunk person if they're going to try and like carjack me right now, right, and man. then I wouldn't have to go to work. Um, oh God! But but I, she gets in the car and is like like going blah blah blah. Don't I know you? Blah. I'm like I don't know. Maybe you've seen me in town. I live right down the street. And she, I'm like, where do you, where am I going? Left, right? And I'm like, she, I'm getting the directions out of her. And the, she, the whole time she's just like yammering on. I'm just thinking like, you, like you thought like immediately she might be the threat. My idea was like, what if I was the threat? She just willingly got in my car and has no idea who I am. She True. asked me for a ride. Well, that's the last I could thing be I, a fuck, I could be a fucking serial killer. <laughs> like, she, I could be like, oh yeah, hop in, lock. <laughs> You're mine now, and I whip it around, bring her to my basement. Like oh my I don't God. have a basement. I, I'm in a studio, so I mean it'd be kind of tough to kidnap someone. But that's not me. You know me. I'm a nice guy. <laughs> I'm not gonna do that to someone. And yeah. so I, I went and I dropped her off, and I was like, you know, thank God, like I was the one who. Like she approached, I could. It could have been anyone. Yeah, that could have went really bad for her. That night could have been her last night. God, the worst yeah, case that's, scenario. It's not how you. Uh, just call a cab, ladies and gents. If you're that drunk, just call a cab because it's not worth jumping in the car with someone who could be a nut job and drive you off. Stranger danger is real. You end up it's out there. You end up in some country you can't pronounce. Well, you got your no good idea karma for the night. That's a very <laughs> yeah, nice well, I mean, you did. I just like it. Well, she kind of got in my car before I realized like wh- like what was even going on. It's like, wait, you need what? And she's like, I just uh, up here. Okay, all right, fine. I'll bring you to your house. I guess I'm a taxi right now. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I don't, I don't want to add on too crazy on the story, but I had a similar incident when I was uh, plowing one night, snow plowing. Yeah, a girl was drunk and crying and like waving me down in the middle of like a road with like a foot of snow and like had to give her a ride like to her boyfriend's house that like left her somewhere like type deal. Like she got in my car before I realized what was going on too. Right? Yeah, yeah. It like, happened so quick. Yeah, so I could, I could relate to that. Like, yeah, odd scenarios. It's just like you never know who you're hopping in the car with. Yeah. And like, yeah. Well, anyway. <laughs> Welcome to American Soccer Podcast. <laughs> I'm Matt. I'm Jesse. And as usual, we'll be your hosts for the evening. Should we should we hop right into it? Yeah. Start let's, uh, start talking about some well, of the news. Let's uh, first off, let's throw a big thank you out there again to the Real Deal Band. Um, oh yes, wonderful cover of Mary Jane. 
allowing us to use that yeah. as our intro. I love it. Real, real funky, as Jesse has previously stated. Funky. Yeah, I, I dig it. It's uh, And it's real nice of them to allow us to use that as yeah, our yeah. Uh, intro music. Yeah, check them out on social media, people. But yeah. Well, this is... This is the second episode of uh, American Slacker Podcast, and we're happy that you tuned in. Yeah, yeah. Thank you if you listened to the first episode. If not, hey, thank you for tuning into this one. It's probably better. <laughs> Hopefully. That's what we're aiming for, at least. <laughs> well, into the news. Um, people are masturbating furiously on the public streets of New York City. Uh, I have not heard about this. This scares me. <laughs> okay, I may have been dramatic. I mean, it's it's kind of what's going on though. I guess uh, the the article I have here, its uh, headline says New York City pulls plug on sidewalk internet after porn complaints. <sighs> Masturbation so, apocalypse. <laughs> people are people are in the streets just just with their hands down their pants, not going to work. <laughs> Crowds are forming, traffic's backing up. Uh. It's contagious. It's it's something in the air, like that one horrible <laughs> movie. Uh, I'll never think of the name. Uh, the Happening. The Happening. It right? happened. Yes. I know horrible movies. <laughs> Mark that, Wahlberg. That was too a quick. Tree out- that was too quick. There's a tree man. out there. The tree's trying to get me. We have to run. The trees are gonna get us. The deleted scene where he's strangling a dandelion. <laughs> you you killed my family, dandelion. You took everything gonna- from me. I'm going to wait until you're old and I'm going to blow you away. <laughs> All right. Back to the story. We, I digress. Um, the New York City did something cool. They uh, decided to create these kiosks that they call Link NYC. Um, and there's 400 of them throughout the city. And they're basically a place where you can go and, like, recharge your phone. There's Wi-Fi. Um, and they had these little kiosk sort of things with uh, a screen on it. So that you could browse and like look up stuff like say you want to go to a restaurant nearby or something. You're a tourist in the city. Um, the It kind of got out of hand. And I guess th- there were homeless people monopolizing them, uh, using them to watch porn, officials say. Okay. Um, but I also have eyewitness accounts of from people that have been to the city recently, uh, New York City. And... They said it wasn't just homeless people. They like, I a friend of mine saw a dude in a suit standing around watching it. So like, what? this 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 atrocity affects everyone. Are these booths Let's, like <laughs> clear glass? Like, what's going on? Well, I'm not sure the layout because they they ripped them out. They're like never. We're getting the screens out of there. If you're gonna if you're gonna be touching yourself, you're gonna be doing it on your own tablet. We were, we like, were wrong. They cannot handle it. <laughs> the keyboards probably can't handle those. Oh, what's gosh. going on? I hope they hey, sanitize them. Oh, oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure New York's getting right on that. Oh boy, you know, if the like uh, public little, bathrooms little san- are any indication, wipes in there, maybe a little antibacterial <laughs> hand soap. No, there you go. Just squirt the whole thing down. You need like a a super soaker full of antibacterial soap. <laughs> just a bomb that you like. If it is a booth, you just like like one of those foggers. You just like pop it like a grenade throw it in there and like close the door like don't go in there for two days <laughs> this is quarantine you gotta put up the tape so yeah i mean they they claim at least in this article um that homeless people and panhandlers have been among the most avid users of the kiosk since link nyc became began installing them eight months ago charging their phones if they have them and watching music videos on tablets which that's that's cool um but the masturbation not cool. Come on, guys. Not cool. Not cool. Not cool, guys. That's not. That's not what wi- Wi-Fi in public spaces is for. Yeah. If you're old enough it's to for- masturbate, you're old enough to know that it's not a public thing. Come on now. Go to a go to a dark movie theater and do do your business. No one wants to see that Ugh. when they're on their commute. Or how about your own house or- where you're not doing disgusting well, things. Home- if if you're homeless, I mean, it's kind of tough. I know you got like that's a bit of a catch twenty two. It's like go home, huh? Yeah. Well, well, you're yeah. looking at it. <laughs> yeah, true. All right. Not not to laugh at the homeless. Yeah, I mean, they have enough problems. All. But if they have a tablet, they have Wi-Fi in New York City. That's not a bad. That's a step up. Yeah. If I were to say Give so, them free Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi. I guess. 
I don't have free Wi-Fi. It's not where I would start, but it's something. <laughs> On to the next story. We have police officers saving a trapped kitten. Uh, I'm sorry, a trapped kitten with the help of a burrito. Oh, okay. I like the story already because I dig burritos and I dig cats. Right? It's like the best of both worlds. And it's like a, one of those nice cop stories where it's like, oh, he played basketball with the youth. Or like, you know, he rescued a dog from a lake or whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. So. In this case, it's a kitten from a drain pipe with a burrito if we were playing was it Save an Animal Clue. <laughs> now, was it a bait the kitty scenario going on? Yeah, I guess they, uh, there was a partially eaten burrito. This took place in um, the uh, Sacramento area. Uh, affiliate KCRA reports that officers saw me or heard meowing and uh, saw this cat stuck in a drain pipe. And they tried, like, to coax it out by, like, meowing to it and, like, putting their hand out. But then, like, one of the cops was like, hey, I have part of a burrito in the car. Let's go <laughs> snag that. Bait this right. cat. All right. So they rescued the cat from the drain pipe using the burrito. So I give burritos a score. I'll chalk it up. One life that they've saved. We're going to keep that going. I'm going to look for more stories to uh, support my claim that burritos save lives. Yes. Yes. I want to hear more. More about burrito oh, and lifesavers. <laughs> yeah, we got to keep it going. Uh, and and the whole uh, I like this. This is the little button or uh, cherry on top of the Sunday of all this. The officer that saved him is gonna adopt him. Oh, dude, that that's really nice. There we right? go. Yeah, get that uh, cat at home. One more cherry on top because I like two cherries on my Sunday. I don't know how people do it, but I go for as many as possible. <laughs> what do you think Double they named up. the cat? Oh my God. I'm going to go completely left field. Let's hear it. And I'm going to say burrito. Yeah! Oh, my God. Cat, cat got adopted, got named burrito, got <laughs> saved by a burrito. I probably would have done the burrito. same thing in that scenario. <laughs> who, who, where else are you going to get burrito news than American Slacker? We, we're bringing you the best. Top quality primo burrito news. Now, on to... Something a little bit more extreme. Okay. Lay it on me. Now, we're, whenever we're talking about UFC, my biggest complaint is the lack of people in the ring. <laughs> yes. You know this. Yes, you get pretty crazy about it. We've even led to conversations about there being a bear versus multiple people. But those people are fighting well, too, so they could fight each other, but they could also team up to fight the bear because who's going to fucking defeat a bear alone? Yeah, you kind of need the other person because even if you defeat, well, that that's a whole that's a whole another argument. Yeah, um, yeah, and you need to you need to like step it up to that point. <laughs> we're not gonna we're not gonna lead with the. We're bear. not gonna lead with um, that. But, but yeah, I'm always looking for the next way for them to step it up. Like add an extra guy. Why not throw two in there? Uh, and for that matter, another thing we should address that I don't think we've talked about yet is, and this is on a separate subject. Um, Ring girls versus ring guys? Yes, the non-existence of ring guys really in any mainstream fighting. First off, it provides an extra job because now you get the men in the situation. You have the men hold the ring cards at the women's fights and you have the women hold the ring cards at the men's fights. Why not? What, be what better way to demonstrate equality? I mean, come on, let's be real. Absolutely. We're guys bringing this point up. And I think it would do a little bit of good for the business of, like, the UFC and MMA because then it would maybe bring girls in to watch, too. You know, it's yeah. like, oh, it's not just the dudes that come out looking like an eggplant that's been dropped over after and over the... again. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's also these, these here, look at, you can look at these pretty dudes walking around, too, because that's the only – I think that's the reason the ring girls are generally there. It's for the male audience to go, like, I love you, woo! And to let you know what what round it is. Yeah, exactly. But we all know why they're really there. So I mean, why not have it the same way for the female fights? Have the have the males up there. But yeah, 
like we said, that's a whole other argument. We we talk a lot of a lot of odd MMA stuff. Um, what I've wanted to get to for this week is something I saw called M1 Global. M1 Global, yep. <clears throat> so M1 Global, strong name. is, yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's glo- dude. It's it's global. Yep. It's the whole globe. Worldwide. All of it. Worldwide. worldwide. <laughs> Miss, Mr. Worldwide. So. M1 Global, or MMA1, as it's also abbreviated, is mixed martial arts uh, that came out of St. Petersburg, Russia. And they have, like, a bunch of competitions each year. The The biggest difference between this and regular MMA is these guys dress like fucking knights. They oh have swords. God. They have shields. They have full-on regalia. It's like... You're beating each other down with these swords and just like the it's dulled down. They 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 kind of dull the swords down a little bit, so they're not so that slicing they're, each other up, really. Yeah, and I don't think you're allowed to stab. I think I stabbing is. <laughs> I I haven't looked into it too much, but I'm assuming stabbing's off. The yeah, market. guys, you don't 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 you point that at each other. Don't. <laughs> But you know, one guy did at one point before they made that rule. Yeah, that well, some God, Steve lost an eye. It wasn't funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's like J- Jerry had to ruin it for everyone. Now yeah. they got the no stabbing rule. Yeah, he used to be able to whack a guy upside the head. <laughs> so let me let me uh, butcher some Russian names here for uh, current global M1 champions. Uh, this all all this I'm getting off of Wikipedia, so it's uh. As legitimate as Wikipedia is, which I assume is pretty legitimate, um, our heavyweight champion is Alexander Volkov. Light heavyweight God. Rashid Yuspo- Yusupov. And it goes down the line getting even more Russian as it goes. Yeah, these so- are guys that you don't want to cross. And uh, they they basically fight each other in full battle gear. It's it's really entertaining. Uh, I've checked out the M1Global.tv website. Um, seems a little sketchy. It's definitely a Russian website, and I'm trying not to get hacked from it. Yeah. Um, but they do it. But they do have their event schedule on their homepage. Uh, September 10th is the. Uh, well, actually, that that was the last fight. The next fight is. Uh, coming up in October so it's something to pay attention to uh, we're going to post some stuff uh, of guys kicking the, each other's asses in giant metal suits oh my god chainmail <laughs> we'll we'll put it up on Instagram uh, American Psycho Podcast on Instagram and yeah it's it, I'm just I'm really interested to see if uh, this is I would love for this to catch on in the states you yeah know? like I, it, I'm surprised I haven't heard of this because like we really do like extreme like weird things in this country to begin with that sounds like we love right reenactments <laughs> I mean yeah, like people true. get get dressed up in civil war gear like how far off is it to you know like put a dude on a horse and then reenact like a freaking crusade battle or something well no just be like a true warrior like these guys are probably really skilled in like sword fighting and and battle like with like a hundred pound gear on you know like yep and it's super weird to see him in the ring like in that gear because it's like a boxing ring but then it's like dudes that look like they came out of like 800 AD or something, you know? Yeah, yeah. I I, I think they should take... If we're... Hear me out now. This is going to be another bear situation. Okay. I like bears. I say we... I say we we take the scale... Because right now it's just two guys in metal suits fighting each other with swords and shields. I say we get them out of the ring. Yeah. we We put them in a field. Okay. We add a couple horses... And we had a few hundred more people. I feel like Peter's already armor. getting pissed. <laughs> well, it's eh, we could like you know you armor up the horses too. Like that's how like you do it in battle. Oh, like man. you don't aim for you're not going for the horses technically. Uh, <laughs> so just the horses will be safe. They'll be fine. I'm here in liability, man. But let's keep going <laughs> with it because it's entertaining. So, now I'm I'm thinking Olympic sport. Okay. So each 
country gets its own like we get to enact little wars little like oh battles God. with each other and no one actually has to get killed you know we can score points it'll be like paintball like you can't wipe that off i saw you were down you're dead get out yeah. <laughs> it'd be pretty cool yeah no that definitely man yeah i definitely have Imagine, an interest in it i feel like a ton of people would i mean that's what we Imagine, come from why not? Imagine seeing, uh, like, red, white, and blue, like, giant bannermen with flags waving our, our country Boy, as man. we, like, as we go, like, head-to-head against, like, I don't know, Switzerland. Yeah, dude, it'd have to be, like, one of the countries that, like, truly, like, straight up the motherland go against England. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, well, see, that'd be a good oh one. God. And yeah, then you got the rivalries. The history comes into it, oh, and man. it's more than just like, oh, like let's see who can sh- throw a shot put like that far, or, like throw a javelin that far. It's like who can knock a motherfucker off a horse? <laughs> who can, who can, who can, who can take someone's flag and plant it and say, this is ours now? <laughs> you know, get but, but in a symbolistic way, on a motherfucker. Get, well. In a symbolistic way, so everyone gets to like brush themselves off and go home afterwards. Yeah, yeah, nobody's dying like the old days. The fields are not covered in red. I think what I'm pitching is simulated war for the Olympics. <laughs> but I'm stopping it. But I'm stopping it at like cavalry well, age, I think the like Olympics swords. Are supposed to be like family friendly. I don't know if that's gonna fit. <laughs> the Olympics were originally naked men, and women weren't allowed to even watch. That's true. <laughs> You can look it up. I'm like, not exaggerating. Have a game. You can't. <laughs> they got you can't oiled even up. See. They got oiled up and wrestled each other naked. That's what the Olympics was. Yeah. We've come a long way. That's what they called it. <laughs> the Olympics started out as a as a skit just so they can go hide and uh, do their own funny it things. A, <laughs> it was a male only beer retreat. Like you're not allowed to come. We're gonna be at the Coliseum for a few days, getting naked and. Wrestling. <laughs> Wrestling and yeah. man stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that see that's what the uh that's what they were doing back back in those times. I'm glad we're uh I guess I gl- I guess I'm glad we're throwing shot puts and 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 javelins. <laughs> I'll take I'll take that. Yeah. You know what? They got they got me there. They gotta say. Well All going right. from uh <laughs> from knights fighting each other to yeah, I think it's I think time. It's an appropriate time to uh, step into the green corner. We're gonna keep it a little short this week. I'm gonna cover a few fights from UFC 203. Um, first off, I'll start with the the lovely UFC debut 203 of the anticipated debut <laughs> with much hate of CM Punk, which uh, a guy from. Coming from the professional wrestling, WWE, I mean, that's kind of sketch. And, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure he has had very limited martial arts training before he even announced, like, his, uh, he was signing for a fight, which was, like, two or three years ago, two and a half years ago, I think. Now, he's not the only one to come from the uh, WWE, though, right? No, Brock Lesnar uh, made the transition, but as we all know, he won the title. He's, he's not a, He's not a fucking joke. He came back again recently. He will be back again. And uh, he he won his last fight against Mark Hunt, which is Mark Hunt's no joke. Like, yeah, Mark Mark Hunt's a bad motherfucker. He's a big but Samoan. <laughs> if Brock, if I if I woke up and Brock Lesnar was standing in the corner of my house, I would think there was a monster in the corner of my house. He, he is freakishly <laughs> big, and the muscles on that guy are, are just not normal. And uh, he's he's the biggest guy, like like size wise that way in the UFC, like ever. Um, Jeez, but but CM Punk did not have the same story, and <laughs> so he he trained for <laughs> quite the a few years apparently. Um, coming from you know a very athletic sport, but let's not kid, it's a soap opera with athletics, and it's it's not real. You know, it, the guys take bumps. You know, it is hard, but it's not like they're really fighting each other. Like it's very different than MMA. It's vastly where, different than real contact. Where combat. people are like literally trying to break your face open yeah yeah the goal is to not render the other guy unconscious like <laughs> it's like i'm gonna hurt you so bad that you don't want to be in yeah, this space or anymore make him quit like <laughs> i want you to 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 want to just walk away from this right now tap tap <laughs> I'm on good, me. I'm, I'm gonna scare you to fucking hell and back <sighs> to make you get out of this ring yeah 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 oh 
It's just like what goes through the mind of those guys in the octagon. I'll, I'll never know. It's uh. oh well, it takes it takes a certain type of person, man. And uh, it, pro- I have like the deepest respect for MMA fighters because of like the training Absolutely. they put in for one fight and what it takes to get to the level where you can actually make money. You you know you're, you're like really dedicated to that sport, and uh, I, I've always respected that. But definitely, I I, I I've had like a. I don't want to say hate, but I've just disliked the idea of this guy coming across because he's had no experience. And it was like he watched it and was like, yeah, I could, I could do that. So this guy, Phil Brooks, CM Punk, he finally makes his debut. Um, he, he was scheduled to fight in January, but he supposedly got an injury. They had to put it off again. Um, probably wasn't ready to fight because I have never seen a more one-sided fight. And he fought Mickey Guile, which this guy, he's new, but he has a 3-0 and record. But, as well, he started boxing at 13, Mickey Gall. And he started, he transitioned to jiu-jitsu at 16. So, I mean, he's a kid that's well-versed in, in mixed martial arts. And right away, man, from the bell, he took down CM Punk, brought him to the ground, and just started wailing on him. Like, CM Punk got a couple hits from, from the bottom. But it was it was vastly one-sided. The match ended in the first round. Um with a Ooh. yeah yeah and it would submission with a choke um oh yeah yeah it's so bad yeah it was very disappointing man and uh <laughs> it the, it pissed me off more it shouldn't piss me off but like at the end of the match like they interviewed CM Punk and uh Rogan interviewed him and he's like trying to give some he gave like a 7 minute speech like to how any kid that's being told they can't do what they want to do should do what they want to do and like blah 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 trying to be all inspirational after getting his ass whooped and I mean dude he looked fucked up his ear was like fucking swollen like crazy like he was just brutalized it was uh it was quite an entertaining fight even though it only lasted a minute the the interviews were like five times as long <laughs> he looked like a bag of marshmallows afterward oh yeah he'll have cauliflower ear <laughs> right away from that <laughs> uh, oh man um but yeah, yeah, and uh, Mickey Gall had his interview. You know that kid, that kid's skilled. Like I mean, he put it down on him. And I mean, I I, I wonder how many guys like you know in the UFC were like, I, I you better give it to the, the him good kid because I mean a lot of people kind of disrespect that idea of like a guy transitioning from pro wrestling to you you know like professional MMA. I mean, there's always going to be that grudge because like there's this weird rivalry because you know wrestling is what it is and UFC is well that's you know, full contact real deal. That's kind of why I brought up Brock Lesnar before, um, well, because he. It seems it seems like if you put the work in for it, and it sh- it'll show, and there's if, a difference. And you'll there. be a beast because of it. Brock Lesnar has a vast background in wrestling. Okay, he he's been in in different you know com- competing like he's a champion wrestler, NCAA champion, like no joke, like. I don't. I want to say it's like doing. four or five times too. Like it's something crazy. Like he's he's a monster. And um, so it's CM Punk had no experience really. I, I mean, like I said, I I'm willing to bet he he didn't train at all really before he took on the contract because right. it's crazy. He took the contract on like in 2014, I think. And the fight just oh, wow. happened. I mean, that's craziness. They, yeah, they have been talking about this for money, a while. Dude. Money deal because they they knew they lure in some of the fucking fans from fucking wrestling and all that fun shit. But either way, so like, he, he gives a speech and he's like, I will be back. You know, people will talk, but I will be back. I guarantee you this motherfucker is not coming back. He got beat to shit and didn't know where he was for a minute. Like, he was fucked up. Like... I hate so to be crude, he, but I just don't like this this guy. Like anybody else could have done uh, it, but this guy. So he was the living embodiment of of my one joke that I like to say, where it's like, you know, you a job is negotiating how much shit you're willing to put up with. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's that's what is was the deal with the contract. I guess it's I, just like yeah. hmm, how much pain do I want to be in for how much money. Exactly, exactly. Like, and he's now he's getting shit from both ends. Like, uh, I've read articles that like, um, what's the guy? Uh, Triple H, Paul Levesque, um from WWE. Um, yep. <laughs> he put up like a 
a photo on Instagram right like at that night, like of like uh, CM Punk on the ground, like laughing, like a selfie with that, like with a TV in the background with that image on it. Like he put that up right <laughs> away. Um, one of the wrestlers uh, put up something like uh, saying like how he gets paid um, every day, not every like six months. Like basically <laughs> just talking about how he makes way more money than like guys in like the MMA world. And, wow. and he's like, I'd probably just get, uh, I'd probably just fake punch one of the guys and get uh, choked out. Like it was something like sarcastic, but it, it, it's Damn. yeah, yeah. I don't know. It was funny. Like uh, I just, you get what you get. I mean, you can't come into this world without putting in the respect and the time. I mean, yep, that's what it seems like. It's yeah. like if if he had been there working with like some of the people that were already involved in uh mma working with some of the bigger names or even some of the smaller names you know training with actual fighters so that he knew what he was going up against i mean i can't speak to i don't know what his training regimen was but i assume that like someone like brock lesnar puts in a lot more time or put in a lot more time than like someone without a doubt with a name that literally describes the way that they approach it yeah and i mean i I mean brock lesnar did the time in the pro wrestling world but like Mainly, he's always been competing in a full contact sport that, you know, involved, like, manhandling another dude, like, full on, like, that's why he's so big, like, and when he came to the UFC, he just has that size to throw you on the ground and beat the shit out of you, you know, and that's what he does, he hammer fists, like, everybody, and that's how he ended Mark Hunt last time, and, like, it's a common thing with him, he'll hold you down on the ground so you can't move and just rail on you. You don't want to, you don't want to be the nail to that hammer fist. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well. Now we're talking now, about heavyweights. We're gonna bust into yep. uh, the match that I really was excited for. Okay. So now, we had this was the bigger one technically. Yeah, this was for for the world heavyweight title. So we had uh, Stipe Miocic versus Alistar Overeem, and uh, both these guys were great. You know, this is Stipe's first title defense. He, he, I have a lot of respect for this guy because he, he to this day, he's still a firefighter and a paramedic um, in Oakland, Ohio. Oh, wow. Like world champion of the UFC, which by far is the top of the line. Like when it comes to MMA, like it, it's you know the renowned like in this in this country, you know like that's the best title you could have. Like he's getting paid. Like he, I can only imagine what the purse was for this fight. Now that he is champion, but so he he's got a pretty good record right now. He's got sixteen and one um, going into this fight. Really good, but again, Alistair Overeem is not a joke. He's he's one of the best, well-rounded fighters there are. Um, he's one of two people in the world that have held K1 kickboxing title and an MMA world title at the same time. Oh, wow. As you can imagine, holding two titles like that at the same time—that's pretty brutal. Having to fight double, having to train for two different opponents like simultaneously, like that's a lot of fucking work. You know, that's a lot to take on. Yeah. He's a monster striker. Um, Deadly. He he does deadly leg kicks, deadly mid kicks. He he's ended fights by kicking people in the chest and in the side. Um, but he's also known for his choke and uh, the guillotine choke. Deadly guy. His record. He's fought in like sixty something fights, man. That's crazy. Um, Damn. Yeah, yeah. Professional fights. Like that's MMA. He's fought. I don't even know his kickboxing record, but it's crazy. He's experienced as hell. Started fighting at nineteen, and he's like thirty six now. But, Jeez. so we get into the fight, this fight does not last long either, man, which is crazy, you know, like, I don't always mind that, because it's like, you got two brutal forces going against each other in this one. The other one, I was kind of expecting it to be a kind of one-sided battle, but not that bad. Well, special but, heavyweights generally hit a little bit harder, too, so you expect them to go a little yeah, bit quicker. Yeah, and these two guys are known strikers, I mean, um, Stipe, Stipe is uh, a boxer, you know, he, he does wrestling, too. Um, I always butcher his name. It's such an odd name. Um, <laughs> it's a tough one. He's American from Ohio, born and raised, but he, he is uh, from Croatian descent, so that's where that comes from. Um, Stipe Miocic. Stipe. Uh, see, I'm not even going to say it. We're, just, we're not even going to. We're going to try to leave his name out. No disrespect, champ, because you're probably one of my favorite <laughs> fighters right now. <laughs> Alistar's opponent. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway... Um, the fight comes out and it's it's crazy, man. Um, there's back and forth real quick, and uh, Alistar starts running away, 
Like, literally. Like, he's, like, jogging away from him. So, Stiepe is chasing after him, chasing after him, trying to swing away, tries to kick at him. And then he, he falls into a trap where Alistar turns around and just blabs him right with a right jab. And uh, he Ooh. knocks him down, man. It was kind of scary. And uh, he jumps right on top of him, gets you know gets down, tries to hit a couple times, and then puts him in a, in a guillotine. And uh, he gets a dead, he gets a pretty good grip on it, you know. Um, holds it down for a little bit, but Steve escapes. They get back up. Um, it turns around, man, and out of nowhere, he just gets lit up. He Steve just starts laying it down on Alistar brings him down and, and knocks him out man and I mean it, it was it was crazy first round knockout defends the title great match wow. and, and it just like makes me look forward to the next next matches that we're gonna have um, apparently the next person that he's gonna face for the title he'll put it on the line against Cain Velasquez which is another great fighter I mean that's the guy that actually ended Brock Lesnar's title reign oh wow yeah so that's cool. and we were just talking about how much of a beast Lesnar is. Yeah, so. so if that happens, man, that'll definitely be a crazy fight. Maybe Kane will come back and get another reign. Maybe not. I mean, this guy's a fucking beast. He's a firefighter. I mean, like he's probably just a monster in general. It's going to take a lot to stop this guy, I think. Um, um, yeah, I'm going to have to go on uh, rooting for him then because uh, if he's fucking saving lives in his off time and kicking ass in when he's training and whatnot oh yeah sounds like a pretty awesome dude yeah yeah he's definitely definitely a down-to-earth guy um you can confirm that by anything on the internet when you look this guy up he's he's just a great guy take photos with fans and talk to him and everything like um, that's cool i I hate to backtrack but i was talking about upcoming fights i wanted to talk about how uh mickey gal called out sage northcutt at the end of the fight in his interview and i'm definitely looking forward to that fight because I like both fighters. Like, I think I think Sugar Sage is gonna be like something big in the future of MMA. Um, okay. He's got a little bit of flair. I haven't, I haven't heard. I haven't heard of him. I, I'm more familiar. Oh, he's, with, he's uh, got North, that, like North Dragon Cut. Ball Z bleach blonde spiky hair. Like, <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. I've I've heard the name. He does backflip when he wins. <laughs> um, but I'm hoping <laughs> that fight insane. goes down. I'm pretty sure it will because it's it's definitely a good fight for the young fighters that are coming up right now. Um, they're both new to the UFC. It would it would be perfect, man. It'd be perfect, and the people want to see it, so give it to us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give the people what they want. It's which it's tough with the MMA, uh, or well, with UFC specifically. It seems like they're conflicted a lot of times with who to match up against who and like what rivalries to settle. They it seems like they like to keep them going. Yeah. Oh yeah. They definitely want to keep them going. Like um like we're all hoping like we get another Diaz McGregor match. Like that would be fucking golden right now. Like now it's after the end of this year. Like please. Speak speaking of Mc McCod. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh lay down how the sellout is now going to be in Call of Duty Infinite Warfare as some captain or something. Which of course, you know, the money must have been right for him. I mean, I don't know what an MMA guy with no military experience has doing in that. You know, it's a hell of a transition. He's not an actor. He's never acted before. <laughs> Well, uh, for for anyone that doesn't know exactly what Matt's talking about, uh, uh, Conor McGregor is going to be in the the newest Call of Duty. What is it? Infinity. Yeah. Infinite something? Warfare. Um, okay. So it's another you know like modernized like futuristic warfare game. You know exoskeletons and whatnot. God knows. Jumping around, shooting at each other and whatnot. But yeah, he. Uh, I don't. Does he have military experience? No, God no, dude. <laughs> he's he's been a fighter his whole life and, and whatnot. Like since he was a teen. Um, which he, he's a great not, fighter, not, like, a not lover. for nothing. But he's just he's a money hungry whore. We all know that. Like he shows <laughs> off in his like Jaguars and Ferraris and wearing Rolexes and fur coats and shit. Like trying to be like a little mini mafia pimp. Like. <laughs> But I mean, hey, to each his own. I shouldn't say it like I, like I firmly believe one, in that. You know, one could argue he's earned it. He's earned he's it. Yeah, his, he's the he's champ. He's taking his punches. He's the champ. He did beat Diaz the last fight, so I can't really say anything there. Like he beat my boy. He got him. <laughs> no, you, no personal bias at all. Although the interesting thing is, adjacent to him starring in that Call of Duty is Kit Harrington, which you might know from a small row in Game of Thrones, uh, Jon Snow. <laughs> 
So, oh, really? So, yeah, he's that's kind of cool. Call of Duty? Yeah, he's going to be in Call of Duty, too. So, like, that was the sweet wow. and sour of the mix. Because um, I really do like Kit Harrington a lot. Um, Jon Snow is, like, one of my favorite characters on that show. Um, what's going on now in the storyline is balling. Oh, so if you haven't Game caught up, if you haven't caught up, people Definitely catch up catch to up. Game of Thrones because the storyline really has hit a really great point at this point. <laughs> and another thing that we can throw out there, um, South Park just came back uh, this week. They had uh, their first episode of the twentieth season, so make sure you're catching that on whatever platform you watch that on. Yeah, I watched the first episode and it was it was pretty funny. It got to the point where they hit the credits, and I was like, "No, I wanted oh, more." I love why that. is it why did How it end? keep it going for 20 years like you know they're brilliant man they're i remember brilliant. when i was a kid like loving it and it, it still holds up like every episode is great like to this day just about like they keep the storyline like in, insane the, it's fresh every time and the reason it's fresh is because they do it uh within a week there was actually a documentary um yep. i think it's called seven seven days to air yes i think i think you're right yeah um, and it just shows, yeah, them doing uh, all the animation from the writing process to like pr- uh, through production and like putting it out on on to air. And, uh, they do it in a week, which is awesome. And how they it's progressed, awesome right, from there. overhead animation with cardboard um, and and paper to uh, actual animation, right? Yep. Yeah. It's it's and it's amazingly smooth now. I I really like it's it. It's crazy to watch it's the. Fun. You ever go back and watch the old ones? Still, I love watching. Those. Yeah, it's yeah. Just like some classics. Different like quality. It's like wow, these guys really. And put another their effort in another this. little another little tidbit fact. Uh, Primus, I believe, did their um, their intro. Oh yeah, yep, yep, definitely did. Yes. It's which is I always found funny for some reason. Yeah. But uh, speaking about music, we have a new segment. That we both are very, very happy to bring to you people. <laughs> and it's, yeah, it's music related. That's why I was air guitaring there. Um, I have a band that I'm going to suggest uh, that you guys check out. Matt has a band that he suggests you guys check out. And we're going to try and every so often suggest things that maybe would you might find interesting, depending what your uh, style of music that you prefer is. The band that I brought for this episode is actually, it's kind of cool how, how I got in contact with uh, this one. They hit me up on Twitter with a direct message when um, I was chatting with a friend back and forth and we were tagging bands to each other uh, just so that we could kind of she was asking about which uh concert she should go to and uh, i was saying oh you should go to this one because this band's playing and she's like oh but i really like this band i was like oh who's that so she was tweeting back and forth with me and i guess they saw through us tagging certain bands that um we were interested in in this kind of music so they contacted me and they said hey if you like brand new and manchester orchestra and a bunch of other bands that we had been talking about um give uh give us a try uh the band name is cloud gavin they're a uh they're definitely rock i would kind of say that they sound like uh armor for sleep brand new a little bit of boys night out um if you're familiar with any of those bands um kind of uh a, a harder rock um but they they they're they're definitely they have some emotion behind their music um and i've really been i've really been digging their stuff okay what's the uh song you're gonna play for us here the uh song that i have for you is actually called awful feelings it's uh the reason that i picked this song uh we're gonna play a little snippet of it for you the reason i picked this one is i like the progression i like how it goes from sort of like a melodic like trance kind of uh you can feel the the singer sort of just like going along and it's almost like a dream state to where it crescendos and they just come in super hard um and like almost screaming like with the like emotion it's and i really i really enjoyed it like pumps me up yeah it's called awful feelings by cloud gavin 
definitely did right. that. It was awesome, man. Yeah, it's uh, it's cool. It's got like they got a really good vibe to them. They um, they have three albums. Uh, they're an independent. Uh, like they've independently published their albums. I guess they're not like signed to a label or anything. Okay. The best way the best way to check out their stuff is uh, you want to go to cloudgavin.bandcamp.com and you you're able to listen to uh, all of their stuff there. You can also go to their website uh, cloudgavin.com, which also has all of their uh, all of their albums and songs. Uh, their most recent album is called Fermata Supreme. It's got uh, what looks like two deers and a black and white photo on the cover. They're uh, they're really cool, and uh, I'd, I'd say they're worth checking out. They're definitely worth checking out. I checked out a few of their songs, and definitely something to put on this playlist, man. If you're just hanging out, definitely check them out. Get, give them some love. Search Cloud Gavin on Facebook. That's pretty much also, I think, on Twitter. That's their handle as well. We'll, uh, we'll tweet out some of their uh, stuff, and I'll try and tweet out a link to that song, Awful Feelings. Ha, yeah, yeah. The, the band I'm going to bring to you this week is uh, called Paris, but it's not spelled like Paris. It's P-V-R-I-S. Um, they're an electro That threw, me for, a, yeah, that threw right? me for a loop a little bit. Yeah, yeah, we should we should talk about the name, how we both were like, Pivris? 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 They sound really cool. Upside down? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they, they started out, their band name was called Operation Guillotine. In 2012, they started out... Um, Ah. <laughs> they were they were a little more uh metalcore then. Um, okay. Now they're now they're like electro pop and post hardcore. They got a really cool sound, um really good melodies. Um it, to me it reminds me of like a new modern paramore type deal. Um I'm really digging it. I like I found them on a random playlist and uh I looked them up immediately. I like went to their page and checked out all their their singles and whatnot, like their hits. And then I dove into the uh, different albums they have. They're they're pretty good. Um, so the song that I'm gonna play is called Holy. Um, I picked the song because the the melody is perfect. Like I'm I dig melodies. The guitar is great. Um, her voice in the song it's just it's what I identify as like the perfect like constant of a female voice like. She yeah she has a really like it's like it's really like it's almost haunting. It is haunting, voice. dude. Like that's why the title's <laughs> perfect for the song. Um, it matches like it, here. I'm just gonna play it. I want you people to hear Let's this. Hear it. find a song and I'll like instantly like okay I like this band like I know it and this is right. the first song in like a quite a bit that this has happened to um I mean and they're pretty big they've played you know they've done warp tour um they've they've played they've toured all over the world all right they, they definitely are like a little bit bigger of a band um so they don't even need advertising on a podcast like this but I just I no. really <laughs> dig the band and I think people should hear it like um, check them out. The, uh, PVRS. What? You didn't? Uh, was that a cover earlier that you had played of theirs? Yeah. Uh, before we started recording. Yeah, I really liked that. That was kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what was that one? Oh, man. Uh, just in case people want to look it up. Oh, you're gonna get me. I oh, I'm putting you. Out, I'm putting you on the spot. Put me on the spot. <laughs> Let's uh, see how quick technology really is. Well, uh. It was they're a Punk Goes, bigger. which if people haven't checked out Punk Goes albums, I mean, they're pretty good. Um, the song is Chandelier, which was um, a Sia song. 
right? Yep. Yeah. That's that's the one. That's what it yeah. was. I could. It was on the tip of my tongue. I couldn't get it either. Yeah. Which just to go to show like how what kind of voice she has to match that. You know, like that that Sia has a, a pretty elegant voice. It's haunting as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely check out the band uh, PVRIS. Uh, you know, you can catch them on any social media outlet, uh, Facebook. Get them on SoundCloud, Spotify. You'll find all their work. Um, yeah, give them some love. I mean, check them out. You'll probably benefit from it more than they will. Definitely, they uh, they got an awesome uh, sound going. Well, that that's pretty much it. That's I think all we that had. Concludes our show. Yeah, we uh, got through this second episode. We're gonna ki- keep keep this train rolling right down the tracks. Keep it going. Keep it going. More content, fresh content every week for you guys. Hopefully, you find it entertaining uh, and appreciate it like we do. Hopefully, we'll have some vault episodes out for you. We have some stuff that we worked on a while ago that we're trying to kind of spice up and see what we can use. Yeah, um, yeah. What's relevant, even you know? We definitely got some content yeah. we'll put out of the archive. <laughs> uh, so that kind of just brings us to the end. We're, we're talking about doing like a slogan or something earlier. Yeah, we really need a sign off. I don't know what it's going to be. We came to the point where maybe I, it's different every time. We don't know. Yeah, maybe, right. We, maybe it'll what? come across sometime where it's just that golden that we're like, oh, that's it. That's the one. That's it. That's the one. Maybe that's that our should be it. Maybe. sign off. What about that's it? That's it, people. I'm Jesse. And I'm Matt. That's it? That's it.